Hello and welcome to the EG Property Podcast with me, EG Editor Sam McClary. Today I want you to close your eyes as you listen to this episode and picture the scene. Because today we are talking about the moving picture. Audio is great, but one thing that the pandemic has taught us all that is as a nation, as a global community, we love to consume TV and film. Film studios have more than just their big box, tall ceiling, no pillar physicality in common with sheds. The sector, like logistics, is booming. And nowhere more so than in Enfield, a part of London becoming so synonymous with TV and film production that those in the business have renamed the North London Borough Enflix. Listen in to this 50-minute conversation with Mark Bradbury, Director of Property and Economy at Enfield Council, Becky Butler, Head of Operations at Location Collective, Helena McKenzie, Head of Inward Investment and Business Development at Film London, and Dan Holford, Technical Development Director at Seagrow, to find out more about how Enfield is making sure it can feed the increasing demand in the area for film and TV studios, what this growing sector of the market means for regeneration of the borough, and how the UK is fast becoming the place for TV and film production. So hello and welcome to this episode of the EG Property Podcast. And while this is audio, we are talking about the very wonderful world of film and television production and just how much of, I guess, a thing that has become one of the markets that has boomed during the pandemic rather than sort of dwindled. And and we're looking at um the uh, at Enfield and just the role that that plays in this really really fascinating uh, market and joining me today to talk about that are four experts uh, and I'm going to pass to each of those to introduce themselves so you can get a little bit of a flavor for their voice uh, uh, before we dive into into the discussion I'm going to throw first to Mark Hi there, uh, I'm Mark Bradbury. I'm Director of Property and Economy at Enfield Council. Um, I'm also um, uh, a long-standing, um, inv- have had a long-standing involvement in the industrial and logistics sector. Uh, and at Enfield, we uh, have got one of the largest industrial areas in London, but that's not often known. And it's one of the reasons why we've partnered with EG uh, to, to promote Enfield. And the growth, as you've described, in the film and TV sector has been one of our real recent success stories. So I'm really looking forward to talking about that in more detail during the podcast. Fantastic. Thank you, Mark. Passing next over to Becky. Hi, I'm Becky Butler. I'm head of operations at a um, company called Location Collective. Uh, we started out about uh, 15 years ago as um, primarily a film locations agency, so representing front of camera filming locations um, on behalf of owners of buildings. Uh, over the last sort of five or six years, we've moved into um, production space as the film industry has grown. So. Uh, film studios, uh, production offices, propping a costume storage, those sorts of uses. And then um, a couple of years ago, um, opened our first, uh, I guess you call it an owned um, film studio in in Enfield, OMA. Um, We're just about to launch our our second OMAX, also in Enfield. Thank you very much. Helena. 
Uh, hi, I'm Helena McKenzie. I am Head of Inward Investment and Business Development at Film London. Uh, film London is uh, uh, basically the sort of Mayor of London's film and television screen agency, if you like. We are 50% um, funded by them and, and the rest of the funding comes from the BFI. And my department is responsible uh, for a lot of the productions that happen in London and attract, attracting productions to London, whether they're film, television, advertising, games, animation, whatever, we want you to come and make whatever it is that you make in London. So um, yeah, we're sort of working at very early stages of getting, of, of getting productions over into the capital. Fantastic, thank you, Helena. Dan, last but not least, over to you. Thank you so much, and I'm flattered that you uh, called us all experts. I appreciate that. So, Dan Holt, and I'm a, a director in the development team um, at Seagro. Um, Seagro are a, a REIT, a real estate investment trust. Um, so, we very much play a part in the in the property element of the creative industry sector. Um, established in 1920, we're um, we're a 100 listed company, and we operate sort of across continental Europe, across about sort of eight countries. Um, and we have um, had a long-standing relationship with Enfield, um, invested in Enfield for a long period of time, um, and are also extremely interested in the creative industry sector. Thank you very much. And it's a very valuable sector, isn't it? Worth, what, more than 40 billion to, to the UK economy. And, and Mark, I'm going to come to, to you first, because Helena was talking about um, you know, wanting to make sure that if people are here are coming to film or produce that they come to come to London. You clearly want them to come specifically to en Enfield. Can you can you tell us a little bit about, I guess, why Enfield and and what those companies have to benefit from Enfield and what Enfield has to benefit from those companies coming um, to it? Yeah, it's worth setting a little bit of context because um, uh, Becky referred to their first facility in Enfield a couple of years ago. Before that, we had the Enfield Studios, a relatively small but long-standing uh, facility in the borough, and that was it. Um, and obviously, um, since then, um, in a relatively short period of time, and you talked in your introduction about the growth during um, the pandemic in, in demand for space and, and basically driven by demand for content. Um, um, uh, and in that time, uh, we've moved from one studios to um, very shortly having five, uh, a combined floor space of getting on for a quarter of a million square feet. Um, and I think part of the reason has been we have the space. Um, uh, the, these are large facilities, a combination of, of sound and, and, and film stages um, that, that, that need a large uh, high building uh, and we have the availability of that uh, and we have developers such as um, Seagrow uh, and others uh, who, who bring those units to market. Uh, I think also our location both in terms of access to central London but also out to the M25 and of course we've got other more long-standing studios um, just up the road in Elstree and elsewhere so I think that's important. I think um, and certainly, hopefully, um, Dan and Becky will agree that we've also been very proactive in working with both the organisations that want to set up studios and the developers uh, that they're working with um, in, in making it uh, as straightforward as you can through the planning process. 
Uh, and so we have a dedicated um, planning officer in the team who has taken the time to understand the needs of the industry so that when these requests come through, uh, and they're not always just at the, at the development stage, they can be around specific productions that need relaxations or, or other arrangements. So having a, a dedicated planning officer understands that has been really important, I think, uh, in enabling people to take advantage of that space quickly and equally our economic development team has worked very closely with Helena and her team and um, London and partners and others um, to start to promote us as being a welcoming environment so it's it, you know it's location 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 plus a receptive local authority that uh, that gets this um, and wants to support uh, the industry to develop that sounds like quite a unique um, uh, step to have taken to have a planning officer that is, you know, sort of really focused and, and themselves an expert on, on what the sector needs to really enable more development in, in Enfield. I, th I suspect it is. Um, you know, I'm well aware that there are other local authorities that are courting the, the sector. There are those that are, are directly investing or are looking to. Um, but um, you know, we we have directly invested with Troubadour in one of the studios. But the rest of it is private sector investment, and private sector investment will come if the location is right, the space is available, and um, as I say, the hurdles can be overcome easily so it's it's something we identified pretty early on uh, I suspect actually as a direct result of the first uh, uh, approach from uh, uh, from from the uh, location collective and and we sort of learnt that this is what we need to do uh, we got feedback from them on the process um, and as a result of that we said well if more of this is going to come we need um, the team who worked on that to um, to learn the lessons from that process and find out more so um, you know it's I, I think it's proved well the proof is in the pudding isn't it we are now uh, the largest collection of studio space in London in the course of two years um, and I have no doubt that the investment we've made in in upskilling the people and to be fair to Gideon and others uh, in the planning team that they've done a lot of this off their own back um, uh, has paid dividends. Can I also just add that it also is down to a particularly dynamic leader of the council I have to say you know she is uh, she's a force of nature in herself and and I have you know I've that in our office and we poured over maps of Enfield looking at the space and what could be available years ago you know sort of as we were looking at this you know this is not just in the last couple of years this is something that's been we've been all been working for, for uh, working towards for, for a long time and when you get that support from the top um, and she, she got it really quickly she got how it could work and the economic impact it, it could have for the borough uh, and local employment local people as well as you know the more kind of you know fluffy marketing kind of stuff you know it's it's proper regeneration and and economic impact and she got it very quickly so i think when you when it comes from the top and it comes down you're, you we it makes all of our jobs an awful lot easier I completely agree, Helena, and it, it, it's it's very important, isn't it, for, for local authorities and Enfield have been um, fantastic in doing doing this, looking at um, the longer term employment need of their local boroughs and 
you know, Mark um, and, and his team um, at Enfield have done a fantastic job of making sure that employment land has been allocated in Enfield to allow um, space to be built for for you know the film industries to sort of occupy. So uh, yeah, it's a really good um, really good sort of strategy and approach that Enfield have taken. And I think whilst we're um, bigging up the politicians rightly, um, <laughs> I, I think it probably also um, helps that our deputy leader um, yes. is, is an Oscar-nominated film and TV director. Um, he so, is the first person at Enfield I spoke to. Yeah. Cap so um, so this 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 comes from the top, uh, uh, but has permeated, and and you know many of you will know that that doesn't always isn't always the case in other local authorities that you get that combination of political will and officer uh, support um, so yeah lots of things have come together to make this happen um, but uh, I think what, you know one of the big successes for us is that this is this has happened quickly and and the majority of the investment is from the market um, it's not publicly subsidised, even the investment we've made um, with Troubadour it is providing an income stream for us going forwards. Uh, and I think that's really important uh, for us as well, that we've been able to do it that way. It, it sounds like this is sort of part of Enfield's DNA, DNA now, that, um, you know, it's part of its like identi identity. And I'd, I'd love to hear, and Becky, I'd love, I'd love to hear from, from you first on, on this one as to I guess the, you know, your reasons for for setting up the OMA uh, in in Enfield and OMAX, and and I guess the ambition that that you have for that, and whether you see further growth in in Enfield, can it can it handle handle more? Can you um, mm -hmm. can you see more growth there? Yeah, I mean, um, I think you know very much the the first. Uh, first site that we did so OMA was was very much driven by the space itself you know we would we were just out there trying to identify any sort of building that could could work for the purposes of converting it into a film studio now our, our model isn't that we sort of build from the ground up um, we take an existing space and we, we convert it into a film studio so you know as Mark rightly said that means that you know we need to find a building with a very specific footprint it needs to have a particular height um, vast sort of clear span you know, it needs it needs you know the ability to service. It needs space for parking and unit basing that sort of thing. So, um, it needs to tick a lot of boxes. And um, you know, I, I guess it was very lucky that we managed to find that first space that ticked all those boxes and worked for us in Enfield. Um, you know, I think it then sort of dovetailed very neatly with um, a vision that the, the council already had. And I think you know, very very early on in the OMA project, I remember sort of going to. Uh, um, a dinner that Enfield Council had organised and it was a, there was a very clear sort of vision there for the creative industries and bringing the creative industries to Enfield and it felt like a very sort of I guess a serendipitous thing that we'd we'd found this building and we'd also sort of been lucky enough to land in a, in a borough where um, there was huge support about, around bringing the film industry to the borough so you know I think the first one was very much driven by um, the space itself and you know as Mark said also sort of location the fact that it was um, you know, easily accessible from the M25, from airports, uh, you know, not a million miles away from other existing um, facilities. It was very much a sort of practical box ticking exercise. I think when we came on to do the second one then, um, you know, having been through all the learnings that we went through at OMA, um, and, you know, Mark's comments made me laugh slightly when uh, it made it sound a little bit like, uh, you know, the Canadian Collective were very demanding at OMA and therefore, you know, we've responded and we've, you know, we've managed to, so sorry about that if we were, but, um, <laughs> you know um moving on to doing the next one uh, and doing omax now and you know having we've taken on board a whole lot of learning 
things. It feels like sort of Enfield has taken on board a whole of, whole of learnings. We've worked very closely together with Gideon, the rest of the team, to um, uh, sort of develop a way of working together. And I think, you know, choosing the second one, yes, it was about the footprint of the building. Yes, it was about the location, but it was also about the fact that we then had an established relationship with the council and we felt that support for the film ministry and we felt that there was something there that was, um, you know, developing and growing and turning into something quite, quite special in the borough. Thank you. And, and Dan, as a, I was going to say landlord, but we, we don't use that word anymore, do we? As a property owner, um, uh, how, you know, you touched on, on your relationship with, with Enfield. How, how does this market appeal to you and how does, you know, sort of your holdings in, in Enfield enable you to, I guess, I don't want to say take advantage, but take advantage of the, of the growth that there is? I think, I think the, the fact of the matter is that the sort of property that, that we build um, is quite appealing to the creative industry sector um, because of the, the factors that Becky has, has sort of outlined. You know, we, we build in the right sort of locations, we build buildings that have got huge big clear spans with decent floor loadings and the ability to be able to park vehicles. So, um, so I think by virtue of the fact of the, the type of real estate that we actually build means that um, we, we also have the ability to be able to capitalise on, on, on opportunities within within the creative industry sector. Um, so. Thank you. I lost my voice there for a second. Um, Helena, and, and, and for you, I want to jump back to this, you know, your role in getting getting people to come here, to come to London, um, uh, and, and that sort of inward investment and, and the story that you tell, I suppose, to the, the places in London that we want film and production companies to come to. Well, to be honest, London, you know, I've got the best job in the world. I mean, you know, it, it's not that difficult to sell London, really, is it? I mean, or to, you know, it, we are incredibly lucky. It's an, it's an amazing city. Uh, it's got massive culture. It's got, you know, great diverse communities. And there's, yeah, it, it's not a hard sell. The, it, we've got the talent in front and behind the cameras. Um, we've got tremendous amount of locations. You know, you can, you know, Apart from mountains, but I mean, you know, these days with, you know, virtual production, we can provide mountains now, you know, but I mean, it's you, know, we can, London can, can do an awful lot. But what we have sort of been, you know, seeing over the last, let's say, five, six, seven years is, is say, this increase in studio space. So, you know, um, the location is not a problem, the talent not a problem, all that kind of stuff, but it's the actual studio space. So, uh, as Becky and, and 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 Dan will know, I mean, you know, we have spent a certain amount of time in sort of hard hats and high fifth jackets and you know steel toe caps going around old warehouses, trying to see old fruit and vegetable distribution warehouses to see whether they might be suitable and and whether they have got the height and everything that's needed and and all of this kind of stuff and everyone's had to get quite creative. So what we've had to do to the production companies that we're in touch with is say okay, let's get creative here and, and stop, you know, let's think out the box a bit and kind of go, right, we've got this 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 area here or we've got this building here. I mean, a very good example, I'm sorry, it's not in Enfield, but it's the Gillette building, which kind of started it off um, years ago when the high-end uh, 
high-end uh, TV tax credit came in and they used this old Gillette warehouse, you know, as a studio. And it was sort of one of the first times something that wasn't a traditional studio had been used very successfully as a studio. And that just opened the doors to lots of other buildings. And like Dan saying, you know, with Seagro getting involved and and uh, and Locations Collective and all this kind of stuff, they, it all started to come together with people understanding and recognising the need uh, that the industry has and if anything our our needs now are um capacity within the crew i mean we've now got so many productions coming in is that that's causing us another headache now is actually providing the skills and the training and everything that because that because we need to crew up because you know we haven't got enough crew in some cases so uh so it's all good problems to have don't get me wrong but i mean you know it's just kind of like crikey what have we done here you know Becky, just a, just a quick question for you. I mean, I, I believe that you moved into an existing property. Is, is there anything that you would change about that property now that you've been through the, the process of sort of converting it into a film studio that would that would make it more befitting and suited to what you do? Um, you know, I guess the only thing I would say is that you, um, you know, you can you can never have too much space. Uh, <laughs> so you know, if I could double the footprint of the site. I would double the footprint of the site you know there are a lot of very very high end you know top budget um very thirsty um you know, film productions out there now and they need a vast amount of space um so you know that is the only thing I would say is that um you know it sounds greedy but um the bigger the better and the more space the better that that's the only thing I would say I don't, you know it would be very difficult to find any single industrial site I think that would have enough space for some of the some of the productions that are out there in terms of their scale which is you know it's incredibly exciting that all of these uh top budget Hollywood productions now want to come to London you know London's the go-to place and I think you know now more so than ever uh post-pandemic I think there's definitely a sense that you know if there was if there are three big sort of global filming hubs hubs in the world you know LA New York and London London is the place to come at the moment because you know partly because because of the pandemic you know the the successes of the the vaccine rollout that we've had so far make London very stable so you know the biggest productions are wanting to come to London and um yeah there just never seems to be enough space Let, let's talk about some of those specifics because I saw Dan jotting jotting things down so he's clearly going to go back to, the, <laughs> back to the office and be like you need to find this space and um, so if, if there's an ideal um space standard for a production house or a, stu a studio what what do what do people need what does what does Mark and his team in Enfield need to be find need to be finding for for everyone um, I guess, you know, it depends on the scale of the production and, and there's also, you know, a very wide range of, of sort of scales of production. But, um, you know, generally speaking, um, most productions will need, um, you know, a certain amount of um, stage space to be able to build in, um, you know, generally sort of matchbox shaped um, boxes with clear span, um, you know, no decent column. height, 10 metre height. Um, sorry, Helena. No columns. No columns, absolutely no columns. Um, you know, quiet um, is a key thing. So either naturally, you know, somewhere away from traffic noise, airplane noise, that sort of thing, or, or with, you know, decent amount of sound insulation. Um, and then support space, which I think is the thing that um, often gets forgotten. Um, every production needs production offices, 
um you know it's a as when a production springs up it's a little it's a sort of business in its own right you've got a finance team you've got a locations team you've got an art team you've got you know they all need somewhere to work from um and then you know they need somewhere to build sets they need workshops um they need um room for their costume department to wheel in all their costumes they need somewhere to store all the props they're building um you know support space can be you know anything up to twice as much again as the um as the stage space an individual production needs so um so yeah um a variety of different spaces to be able to service production and then and, you know and then on top of that you've also got obviously your parking your car parking your unit parking your tech vehicle parking um, yeah it goes on <laughs> and i know becky there used to be sort of um a myth within the industry that um security was 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 was, was incredibly important and i suspect it still is um, but but you've made you know sort of existing what we would refer to as sort of industrial warehouses work for your particular requirement. How have you managed to get around that? Is it is it just a degree of sort of screening around the perimeter and sort of sand insulation, or um, what's been your solution? Yeah, it's it's a combination. It's um, you know it's screening um, sort of I guess tactically as and where it's needed. Um, it's um, you know high quality CCTV. Um, you know, decent access control system, um, a lot of man security as well. There's no um, substitute for that. So uh, a lot of man security for the site itself and also for each individual, um, each individual production. Um, you know, I think um, it's not ideal to be to be in a massively built up area. You know, if, if you asked every production where they'd like to be, they'd like to be, um, you know, have their own vast acreage to be able to take over themselves without anyone being able to look over and but, you know, want to be central as well. So it, it's kind of weighing up those factors. And I think, um, you know, when it comes down to it, film production people are incredibly resourceful. And if it ticks enough of the boxes, they will they will yeah. make it work and they'll find a way to tick the other boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. What, what I'm hearing from this conversation is, sorry, Mark, is that this is this isn't just about studios. This is an entire economy, and and there is so much in, involved in this. And and Mark, I'd love to know from you. I guess the, you know, the regenerative power of, of this. That it, you know, it's not just about a big box for a studio. It's about offices, as we've talked about. It's about workshops. It's about um, jobs for people. It's about housing, probably. With it, you know, when the stars come over, they want somewhere nice to stay, don't don't they? What what is this doing for Enfield in terms of regenerative power and you know giving back to its people? I suppose. Yeah, yeah and interestingly, as I was just about to interrupt you, I was going to pick up the same point. So great, <laughs> great, great mind and all of that. <laughs> um, yes, I mean clearly. Um, the kudos of having a, a, a globally recognised industry with brands that everybody's heard of and is watching most nights on their, uh, you know, where they're catching up on their box sets uh, is important to us. Um, that helps uh, other industries to understand where Enfield is. That's really important. But clearly we're doing this and, and sort of Helena alluded to the skills and, and Becky talked about all those other things that are needed around it. Um, and, and and that's really the prime driver for us and what we're working on now um, is now that we've got this industry based here, now that we've got the major players uh, producing here, um, how can we develop um, the, 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 the locally based talent um, 
yes perhaps in front of the camera but certainly behind it um yeah. the set building uh, the likes um and some of that is connecting and repurposing our existing industries so you know we've got a strong experience in construction and fabrication uh, and those are skills that are needed and we've already seen uh, local industries uh respond to that and uh, a, a project that we've supported for a while called building blocks which is basically it's a uh, sort of shared work co-working space but for um, more industrial um, startups um, they've just relocated into a new facility and, and one of the film studios uh, one of the film production companies has, has, has instantly snapped up their old space and developed a partnership with them to start to develop um, set building and, and, and other um, uh, fabrication capacity. Uh, we've got a, a local business um, that has got a lot of experience in setting up um, uh, sound equipment and, and lighting rigs for um, festivals and theatres. And they struggled massively, of course, during lockdown, but they've now connected with the film industry and, and that's another string to their bow. And together with Troubadour, who's the partner we have at Meridian Water for our studios there, we're now setting up uh, a film and TV academy. Um, and that will look at how we um, uh, take local people and um, develop their skills so they can take advantage of this. Because one of the key attractions for us of this sector was the range of jobs available. Yeah. Uh, yeah. much broader than some of the traditional industrial sectors, but also having the potential to tap into historic skills in the area um, because uh, you know, one of our challenges is, is, is clearly jobs. Uh, you know, we're very accessible, but still relatively deprived in parts of the borough uh, um, area. Um, um, and uh, as I say, it's not just about the numbers of jobs, it's also about the, the ladder um, so that, that these are jobs that offer the potential to, to come in at a certain level and then move up. Um, and that was re really one of the key reasons why um, you know, uh, we decided that uh, we were going to take advantage of what appeared to be happening already and make it really go go with us in if you like um, was that it wasn't just simply about these are large organizations that are going to fill large boxes because frankly we can get logistics companies to fill those there's no shortage of people wanting this space but the diversity of jobs in this particular sector was really important to us. And that's what we're now. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to turn down another set of studios. But what we really want to focus now is the supply chain, both of business and yeah. talent. Yeah. And I think we estimate another 10,000 people, new entrants are going to be needed in, you know, in the next year or so with to, to fulfill you know properly the capacity uh, of of the productions coming in i mean that's a lot of people and that's across a very diverse range of work but um uh, there this is a this is an industry that is properly giving out to to the local communities because there are transferable skills that can be used within the film production industry and also we've kind of always been this 
thing that I've always said is this, like, I want to take young people who think that, who don't have any connection with the film and TV industry. I want to take them out of the mindset of thinking that their, their employment is going to be checkout number five. I want to take them out of that and say, you know, you can work in the film and TV production industry because, quite frankly, there's such a huge range of different jobs that are required and there's so much more production coming in that the opportunities are most definitely there. Mm. And I think also there's an element of coolness to it that perhaps isn't there for working in a warehouse or or the like. So there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not dismissing those jobs. But for some young people now, there, there needs to be that element of uh, a, a, a sector being cool. Uh, being aspirational, being something they might aspire to. And that connection between this sort of, um, you know, um, reality TV type. And I know that none of this is in reality TV. This is in much higher end. But it still connects, you know, saying to young kids, you could have a career in film and TV um, is going to spark an imagination. Uh, and when you've got uh, areas uh, of of um, of, of the borough where uh, that aspiration hasn't been there for a while. That's another yeah. reason why. And we have quite a lot of production companies that will philanthropically give back to the communities by going and visit schools and having, you know, career talks and everything with some of the young kids and everything to say, there is something here for you. Don't think because you're not connected or you don't know very much about the film and television industry, you know, it doesn't mean to say that you can't be in it because you can, you know, mm. so... And, and, you know, as Helena said earlier, there is a massive shortage um, in terms of sort of skill set at the moment. So, you know, that that's not an entirely unselfish um, gesture to be doing that, because I think, you know, yeah. everyone who is working in the film industry right now knows how busy it is, knows how stretched everyone is, knows how valuable it is to have uh, people who, you know, are passionate about the industry, work hard, you know, have the right attitude um and you know and can build a career and start to sort of work their way up that ladder within film production because I think you know once somebody's in the door um and yeah. it's clear that they're you know they're good at what they do and they, they have a passion for what they do you know they, they will they will never struggle for work you know they will always have a role there'll always be people picking up the phone they'll always be in demand um you know and that can spring from you know a lot of it is construction you know um, sparks um painters and decorators um, you know all all of these um, sort of uh, sort of jobs where you wouldn't necessarily think I'm, I'll go and do that, but I'll do it in the film industry because you know there's, there's great opportunity there to travel, to meet interesting people, to work my way up a career ladder. Yeah, hair and makeup, you know, all of that kind of stuff too. Yeah. I mean, but it's an interesting point that Becky's just made, Sam, because you know we 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 know in the property industry that. Um, attracting young talent to the construction industry is a real uh, issue at the moment. Um, and, and actually, if you can bring them, bring them in via uh, almost the side door, then you're creating a pool of talent. Uh, the because, stage door. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> that's what I missed, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes, well, why not? So, um, yeah, any 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 approach to get people into um, skilled jobs um, um, is really important to us. Um, and as I say, we are working with our partners um, 
to make sure that we invest in those um, skills development programs uh, working as I say with Troubadour uh, we'll be working with um, with, with the uh, Occasion Collective we'll certainly be working with the with the uh, major production companies and with the support of Film London um, and our colleges to really um, see how we can uh, uh, make this something that local kids aspire to and have the pathway through. And there's, there's also, as well, Mark, Sorry, the, the sort of wider economic benefits as well. Of uh, you, you alluded to the supply chain, I often call it sort of the ecosystem that that, that sort of creates around some of the clusters that um, that are arranged, particularly within the creative industries world. Um, and, and I hope you don't mind me mentioning, but you know, over at the Slough Trading Estate, for instance, where sort of you know in the middle of the Pinewood Studios, Long Cross, um, Bray. You know, we we reap the benefits as well. Enfield um, um, of of other um, operators wanting to be close to um, to to really good film studios, uh, and they could be you know lighting providers, they could be yeah. um, stage builders, they could be you know there's a variety of different people that want to be within that location. So I'm certain that Enfield will certainly benefit from from that sort of wider ecosystem. I think we've, we've talked about, and I know we've only got a short amount of time left, but we talked about all the positives that there are for. Um, for studios and for Enfield in, in particular, and, and, and that's great. I want to touch on, because I'm a journalist and I have to always bring the tone down, don't I? Uh, I just want to talk about um, competition and competition for, for space. And, and Mark, you mentioned it, that, you know, this is the same sort of space that a lot of the logistics companies will want. We're seeing huge demand, as I'm sure Dan will attest to, for logistics um, space at the moment. How, how, um, how difficult is that market for um, studio for production companies to to fight against the you know the dare I say it, the Amazons of this of this world to to get the space that that they want and, and need? It is difficult, I think. Um, one of the main issues being that um, you know for the for the most part. Um, most landlords, if they're sort of offering a lease, will want to offer it on a on a long term basis. You know, ten to fifteen years. Whereas it's becoming it's becoming more common for um, the larger sort of studios and, and streamers to commit to to longer term. But it's unusual for them to go beyond sort of three to five years. So so that in itself is you know is obviously a stumbling block um, in the first instance. Is what is what we've found and. You know, in terms of our model, by us going in and taking that longer term lease and then being able to sort of sublet to the to productions, um, you know, that overcomes one of the major hurdles for them. Yeah, I think in Enfield, one of the advantages we've had over the last couple of years is that there has been enough new space coming to market to meet both um, demand. So throughout the last couple of years, we've also seen uh, Waitrose North London Fulfillment Centre, another Amazon facility. We've had Arrow Distribution take advantage of their additional business uh, through the uh, lockdown to open a North London distribution depot. So we've we've happened to have had enough space to satisfy both. Our challenge going forwards is keeping that up. Uh, I don't want to get into too much detail or politics, but we're going through our local plan process at the moment. And one of the big challenges we've got is meeting the mayor's objectives for additional space, um, the, the need to densify or intensify some of our industrial areas, um, but also to continue to provide some big boxes with yards. Um, and some of those could be stacked. Um, and we're looking at that with some of our partners as, as others are. 
but we still need um, allocation of industrial space. It's one of our big challenges as we go through the local plan is where do we find the space for more of this? We've just been lucky for the last couple of years that developers such as Seagro um, and others uh, happen to have had uh, a pipeline of space coming through. But where's the next tranche coming from? We're working on it. Our local plan's working on it. It's going to be an interesting conversation with the mayor and others over the next year or two about how we balance these demands. Because as, you say, as Helen has said, the mayor is a big supporter of this, uh, but um, the space going forwards is, is going to be the challenge because the, the, the whole sector um, of industry and logistics is is hot at the moment. Uh, and, I, and I would say from our point of view though, if for instance you have a major streamer coming in town, we would go, great, they're at OMA, OMA X or whatever that might, you know, we go, great, that's wonderful, that's truly amazing and we love that. That's just for the next few years. So what about all the others? And the, and because of, you know, the amount of TV we're all watching anyway since the pandemic, you know, there's just more and more and more. And even pre-pandemic, high-end television was worth was up something like 29% and was worth 1.66 billion. And that's pre-pandemic. And now, you know, there's we're all watching a lot more. And so it's kind of somebody comes in, they take something and we go, that's brilliant. What about all the rest that are behind them all queuing stacking in the old Heathrow days when, you know, when planes were coming and landing and coming and landing? This is what the productions are like. So, it's like, so what do we do with all the other productions? We've got to find space for them, too. And, and it comes back to that point, isn't it, Mark, about you, you, you know, you as a local authority at Enfield being having the foresight to be able to protect that employment area and bring forward industrial space that has therefore benefited and allowed the creative industries to, to occupy it. So. Um, it's great that you've got the vision and, and you're thinking about it already within your um, within your sort of new local plan. Yeah, it's, it, you know we've we've had about you know balancing the need for residential uh, with the need for employment, and it's a tricky balance. And and other parts of London have focused more on the housing, um, and therefore the the amount of industrial space in London uh, has diminished. Um, and yeah, you know, we we we've protected ours. Yes, we still need to to continue that balance, but um, you know, you know, we do not want to become just a dormitory borough. We want to employ um, our residents uh, locally uh, and this is a sector that we as well I've, I've said enough before we've we, we've focused on it we've 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 resourced it and um, the evidence is there that that sort of approach works uh, and as I say we're now moving on to that next level of saying let's really invest some time and effort in the supply chain and the and the training of uh, of, of talent so I'd like to round us off with, um, I always like to end with, uh, I guess, a big question and hopefully a positive question. And, it, and it, it's going to be about what you believe Enfield can become for the um, film and TV um, industry. And, and I guess coupled with that, what it needs if it is to achieve achieve that ambition. Um, I'm going to start with Dan and then throw to... Helena, then Becky, and then Mark, you can get the final word. <laughs> so what, what do we think Enfield can become, Sam? Um, well, I, I think it goes back to this sort of cluster effect, doesn't it? And, and I think given given the scale of um, sort of proactiveness and um, their own investment that Enfield have put into the film industries, then creating this cluster um, will really make Enfield become a location 
for the creative industries. And that's really important. You know, you get that location piece right, it would seem, in the creative industry sector. Um, and that's half of the battle won. I think a lot of that will then, you know, a lot of investment and um, business will come off the back of that. Fantastic. Thank you. Helena. Well, I think Enfield ha is now for us at Film London one great big paracetamol tablet because it has relieved me of uh, a huge headache we had of finding space. So we know that there's space there with there's great operators uh, within um, OMA, OMA X. Uh, thank you. You're doing a great job. Please carry on. Seagro, uh, we know you're coming in there. That's great. And great council uh, you know, teams behind it. So that does give us a much lesser headache. We, can, we know we've got people that we can work with and that's terrific. Uh, but I think what it will become, uh, and, it, and this is going to happen quite quickly, uh, it will become, you know, a go-to place, and it will, it will, it will take away, it will, it will complement an already sort of existing traditional production areas of West London. People, it will provide, uh, you know, more employment, more opportunities and chances in another part of London, and and the people won't, you know, the production crews won't think twice about going to Enfield, you know, they just, it'll just be another place where you go to make your films or your, or your, or your TV drama. So that's, but that's going to happen really quickly. Excellent. Thank you very much. Becky. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, Enfield certainly has the, the capacity to sort of uh, rival, you know, the currently very well established filming hub in, in West London and to have all the infrastructure around it that that has, I think, you know, whether or not um, more space becomes available in Enfield or whether or not it becomes a sort of balancing act with um, sort of project protecting more of the sort of logistics industry. I mean, there's certainly, um, uh, you know, you might have seen in the news Sunset Studios opening up just down the road in Broxbourne. I mean, you know, another sort of potentially, what, 20 stages opening up there, um, you know, in, in the not so distant future, I think, um, you know, and, and, and that can be, you know, we can see that plot from um, OMAX it, it's really not far away and you know whilst it's not an Enfield um, I think it's also great news for the area I think you know the fact that um, that's where they've chosen um, a couple of years ago might look, have looked like a really really um, risky choice you know going that far you know around north when everything else is, was west 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 um, actually now I think it's just you know it's just more evidence of the fact that Enfield's making a great success of this and um, you know and, and more supply chain companies will, will come to the area to service you know both that studio and everything that's happening in Enfield and more if it, if it also continues to grow within Enfield. Thank you Mark the final word. Thank you and, and I'm not sure I need to add a lot more to those positive and glowing endorsements really but yeah I, and you know we're not yeah, clearly we want the investment locally, um, but we're not, you know, the, the, the business world doesn't recognise local authority boundaries and we will work as, as being the heart of a cluster. And if some of the space is across the, the M25 and it literally is the, the other side um, and some of the, the space is further into London in Harringay or Hackney, um, you know, the heart of a cluster, um, it, there's no harm in being that. And I think our key key opportunity now is to is to cement that 
by focusing on the ecosystem uh, that Dan described uh, and that, that Becky and uh, Helena have talked about is making sure that those that, that you know, we're on the map now, we're on the map globally, the major streamers are producing here uh, and we want to keep them coming back and back and back and it will be the ecosystem and the continuing support of the local authority that will do that. So that's why that's our focus. Um, and yes, the, the aim is to uh, is to rival West London as a um, uh, and in partnership through. You know, we're not you know, uh, going to be fighting over it. The point will be that if London uh, is responding to that international demand with capacity that happens to be focused around two key clusters that really does benefit London as a whole. And there's no need for us to, to fight with each other. We, yeah. we, we will work together um, to show that London has that capacity, um, uh, but that whilst it is in two, two predominant locations, West and, and North London, um, that both of those areas have the ecosystem and that they can work together to balance out need uh, as it arises. A com so, complementary offering is really, Mark, in terms yeah. of you can work together and I think whilst the demand is absolutely there, um, there there's more room in the market for, for other locations other than just West London. Fantastic. And let's make Enfield the beating heart of a of a new um, cluster of um, TV and film production uh, business industry. And, uh, you know, I know that tonight when I um, turn on any one of all of the streaming services that I'm a sucker to buy from uh, from Disney to now to Netflix to Amazon to, Amazon to Apple, um, I will sit back and think, oh, I know where that's filmed now, where that's put, to, put together. So it'll bring it home for me when I'm sat on the sofa. So thank you so much for this really fascinating and wonderful com conversation. I look forward to more of them because I know there will be more growth and more excitement to come for for Enfield, for West London too, for London as a whole when it comes to the very exciting world of um, film and TV production. But for now, I think we'll call that a wrap and we'll cut. Uh, but thank you so much for joining the EG Property Podcast.